baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. But look, the structure of it is really pretty amazing. That Iowa starts it. You change personalities, you go into New Hampshire, and they continue it on. And by the time it gets to South Carolina, it gets bigger going into Super Tuesday. There's Yes, so I assume Nikki Haley has changed into her New Hampshire personality, <laughs> Lee, and uh, she's going to be that person. Yeah. Whatever you want to hear. She'll be back in South Carolina with her new South Carolina personality, the one we know. Yeah. It's great. Fantastic. Well, the um, if the, if the polls are anywhere close to right, this is going to be um, this is going to be over very quickly. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, because I've been explaining for a long time on the Battleground podcast and on the show, the number two race for number two in this race could be just as important as the number one. That is why they have now poured over forty million dollars into Nikki Haley, literally liberal Democrats, and she's not even hiding it. If it's this important to them, you don't just, look. People say, "Oh well, they just don't know." No, they do know. They are they they do their homework. I mean, forty million dollars—that's a Senate race, and they need one of those because this is right now a good year for us. It looks like it should be in the Senate. We should pick the Senate up. If we don't screw it up. Well, so twenty twenty two was that as well. But anyway, so I mean, you're, that's a massive amount of money they've poured into ensuring Nikki Haley comes in comfortably number two. There's a reason they're doing that. There is. They have a plan. They have convinced these donors that plan is worthwhile. And that's why the leadership of the World Economic Forum is personally fundraising for Nikki Haley. I mean, this that is the CEO of BlackRock, one of the biggest funds in the world. And he's taking his time to fundraise for Nikki Haley. You don't just kind of randomly do that. Things like that don't happen. There's a bigger thing going on here. And watch what I've told you. The Trojan horse candidates are Tim Scott and Nikki Haley. If you are listening to me, I would, I'm getting a, a bigger and bigger audience outside the state. You got to understand something. This is South Carolina, okay? The Bush machine rules here with an iron fist. That is what that is the fundraising base of everyone from from Lindsey Graham, who runs the machine, talk to top to bottom here. Nobody gets through it who's not an open borders amnesty zealot. Nobody does. That's how it works in South Carolina. Any kind of statewide a politician who wins statewide here with the exception of Trump is a Bush clone is a Jeb Bush clone. She's another flavor of Jeb. She's another flavor of George. So you got to understand that's what we're dealing with. And right now <clears throat> they're talking about going in and swapping out, maybe getting Tim Scott as the vice president. Uh, that'll work too. That works just as well. Um, and Tim Scott is something of a blank slate. They're hoping Trump will pick Tim Scott. Trump needs Tim Scott for the for the Bush money that he brings. So this is all going to get very, very, very interesting. And this is the part of the race, Lee, I've been forecasting for a long time. The goal here on the part of the uniparty elites, both the Democrats and the Republicans, so the same, the two sides of the same coin, is to make sure they get to choose your candidates, not you. That's what this is about. So anyway, Nikki Haley, I'm sure overnight has changed personality. She's got her New Hampshire personality on and uh, she's ready to hit the road in those heels.
Oh, I love this. Yeah. So what we need in this state is Trump to thump her. She needs to be absolutely, her political career needs to be ground out in the state and ended. I just checked the Real Clear Politics average for South Carolina. Trump's up 30. Yeah. 30. Good. He needs a clear, crushing, decisive win. Or this woman, you know, if they manage to put him in prison, that's their goal. This woman is who they're going to say is the de facto head of the party. It's this is this is not just um, hey they they'd like to replace her with him you know him with her on the ballot or Tim Scott if, if they get Tim Scott in there as the vice president it's not just that Lee this is a social thing think about this if we if you think the last four years right all right since 2020 right so Trump lost the race right but who is who is the leader of the Republican Party in the minds of the American people it's Donald Trump. Yeah. He's not even in office. It's Donald Trump. I mean, if you want to talk about who is the highest ranking elected leader of the GOP, the technical on paper leader of the GOP, nobody could tell you that. It's Mitch McConnell, by the way, um, which is a horror show. Six <laughs> percent approval rating, by the way, the least po- popular politician in all of Congress, because, of course, that's why we pick him uh, to lead us. Anyway, I just wish he'd check into the nursing home and spend his golden years with his grandkids, go drool in a corner somewhere. But whatever he is. He, the master of the 30-yard vacant stare who doesn't know where he is sometimes, but whatever. So here's the thing. This is a bet. What you're watching right now is a battle. There's two battles going on, Lee, okay? Two simultaneous. They're very important. The first one is, who's the guy on the ballot? And can we put him in prison? That's, that's battle number one. Battle number two is a battle for the machinery of the Republican Party. This was explained to me when I was a young campaign manager. I was having... Lunch with somebody whose name you would know. And it was explained, listen, after the Bush people took the party from Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan had instilled mm-hmm. and installed great conservative yep. leaders, grassroots people, the people yep. who get the stuff done. You don't ever see their names or faces, but they get it done. Yeah. And all throughout the party, we were set for a generation. And the Bushes, Daddy Bush came in and broomed them all, got rid of all men. I mean, even went ruthlessly through the think tanks and called out conservatives. And replace them with people like Nikki Haley, who have um, an ideology that is foreign. It's not Democrat or Republican. Its primary focus is to erase the sovereignty of the United States of America and merge it with a larger world government. As his daddy explained many, many times, I mean, he's very much on the record about that. That is just dissolving our border is part of that, right? So there's been a absolute battle for the grassroots of of this uh, party between Donald Trump and the Bushes. The Bushes are now so unpopular that P. Bush got stomped into the ground in Texas by Ken Paxton. You can't even use the Bush name. It's like sulfur in the air. It stinks. So, but their money, there's still a lot of it. It's all they've got. So what they're trying to do, Lee, and what the Democrats are trying to help them do is to seize the Bush, the Bush cabal to seize control, the Carl Roves, all of them seize control of the fundraising mechanism the RNC, which they do control right now, uh, and the grassroots. Trump has been siphoning off that money, siphoning off that power. There has been an absolute blood and guts fight for that. So what you're looking at with Nikki Haley right here, Lee, it's a fight for both. It's a fight for supremacy over the party to finally crush and rip out the MAGA roots so that the Bush people have what they have had for 20 years, which is why this country is so screwed up, uh, control at the fundraising level. So if you are one of them, you're secretly an open border zealot, and guess what? You get $400,000 in the primary to defeat your actual conservative opponent. And we fall for this. The guy, listen to this. If you want to know who the Bush zealot is, the guy with the most commercials. 
he's got great commercials you think you love at every break in this on, on our on our air that's the bush guy he's got the bush money they don't give them that money unless they promise open borders they promise to be there for that amnesty vote by the way william timmons is one of them so when you do this when you do this when you vote for nikki haley understand all of that is what is at stake they don't want to just defeat trump they want to rip out the MAGA movement to make sure nobody inherits it. And they already, by the way, got a major win this week because Ron DeSantis dropped out. He was the heir apparent. He shared 70% of Trump's voting base. Anyway, I didn't mean to go on that tangent. That's what's at stake in New Hampshire today, and that is what is at stake in South Carolina. So don't think, oh, Trump will win. Nikki's behind. I'm not going to vote. We need to pound her into the ground. This is telling the Bush machine, no. Uh-uh. Your day is over. No, no. No, no, no. We're not doing wasting our political capital on trying to get amnesty passed um you know and and when we call our congress members who you've put in place um they don't take our calls that's that's we're not doing that anymore that's where we are so get out there and vote in a primary in south carolina don't tell yourself well desantis is gone and trump will win i'll stay home no you need to cast a vote against her it needs to be in an absolute humiliation in the state because it's her state this is where we stop her much bigger than who wins or who loses or who has what percentage point. It doesn't matter. She needs to go down in flames. So embarrassing. She can never rise again. And then and then what we need is for Trump to pick anybody but Tim Scott. I don't I don't care who do not pick Tim Scott. I didn't mean to go on a tangent, but that's where we are today. That's what's on the on the ballot in New Hampshire. So far, Nikki is winning hundred percent of the vote in New Hampshire, Lee. <laughs> because the city of Notch voted yeah, as Notch, his, yeah. yeah, the the tradition last yeah. night and all six went for Nikki Haley. Yeah. So Let's hope those are the only ones in the state. <laughs> but that's where we are. I think we're going to crush her, but I don't want to leave anything to chance. Uh, these candidates have got to get cut down by the knees uh, or they're just going to keep coming back like zombies. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, we got a week of rain coming here, at least here in South Carolina. Going to get a little warmer, though. That'll be nice. It's been so cold. Great sweep, sleeping weather, though. I don't know why I sleep so well when it's cold, but I do. It's just kicked my insomnia for some reason. My son comes to me last night, says, Ma, I got a headache. I said, you know, yeah, you know why? He said, why do I have a headache? I don't know. I said, because we're getting ready to rain. Like, really rain. Storm's coming in. And he said, why would I get a headache? Well, believe it or not, it's not an old wives' tale. Wives' tale. Around one of four Americans can feel it in their joints when a storm is coming, or at least that's what they tell surveyors. Is it really a thing? Yes. When the air pressure drops, it can cause the tissues in your joints to swell, and it also causes headaches. I, you know what? I've never heard that before about the headaches. Have you? And maybe I just missed. I've heard about the joints. Actually, I know people who say they can feel it in their joints uh, when the weather's going to change, when storms coming in. I know people who do, but I've never heard of the headaches before. And sure, it's like that. Last night he got a headache. I said, that's probably what it is. 
Someone pulled thousands of Americans, asked if they think joint pain and headaches really can predict storms. 52% said yes, 24% said no. Uh, but anyway, 25% said absolutely, I feel it in my joints when the weather's changing. And um, one in six say they could tell because a headache is coming on. So uh, the drop in air pressure, which is the actual scientific explanation, can cause the tissue in your body to swell up, irritate your joints, especially if you have arthritis, uh, but it can also cause headaches. Who knew, right? So there is an actual scientific reason for it. Okay, speaking of ap- actual science, folks, I, I got to tell you, I, I did the Battleground podcast on this yesterday, and, and I asked a serious question, is our government homicidal? We need to get into the philosophy of why what I'm about to tell you was done. We need to understand it, not just that it was done or be upset that it was done, but why. You remember what COVID was like, right? And you, we saw the world's foremost virologist censored, people from Oxford, Stanford, People who from the beginning said, oh, wait, wait, no, social distancing is not the thing. No, it's not a thing. That's not science. No, wait, six feet distant social distance. That's not a thing. No, wait, lockdown. No, that won't help. It will probably hurt. It'll put people together and cause more spread. They were right. Anthony Fauci's admitted over the last two weeks. They were right. They were right. And the people who said mRNA shots will damage your heart, can damage your heart, will cause myocarditis, they were right too. Folks, I don't know how else to describe this, but genocidal and homicidal by our CDC. I hope doctors are listening. I hope doctors are listening. If the CDC says it at this point, after what I'm about to tell you, you need to consider whether they're lying in order to hurt your patients. Did you see this? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention drafted, drafted in May of 2021. So five months after the shots began, An alert warning that the COVID vaccines, say it with me, could cause myocarditis. Really? Yes. In fact, by then they'd known of hundreds of cases, including deaths. Not just in our population, but Israel had warned the CDC. Hey, listen, not only does this shot cause damage to people's hearts, not everyone's, but a significant number, it particularly damages young people's hearts. Because remember, they vaccinated young people before we did. They knew it. They drafted the warning about it. They drafted the warning about it, but they did not send it. We actually have an alert system for Health emergencies, we, you know, we've discovered, hey, medical products X, you know, could poison you or is faulty. We'll, we'll put that out. It's called the Health Alert Network. CDC uses it all the time to convey vital health information. They drafted the warning, the shots will give you myocarditis. And by the way, by, folks, myocarditis is not a small deal. You get diagnosed, that's damaged your heart. You get diagnosed with that, 50% are dead within 10 years. So minimum, they're taking years off your life. Now think about it. What is the date? What is the date they drafted this? They put in writing that they knew. And of course, we now know the Israelis warned them as well. May 2021. What did they do in July, August, September, October? What did Biden do and his CDC? Do you remember? I know hundreds of you do. That's how many emails I got. 
I got fired from my job, Tara. I didn't take the shot. Well, you know what? You're a winner. You did the right thing. I told you you did the right thing. And I responded to as many of those emails as I could, hundreds of them, people saying, Tara, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Do I take the shot? I got to pay my mortgage. I said, don't take the shot. Don't take it. That was hard for me to tell people because of the consequences. I'll never forget one young woman in particular. I begged her not to take the shot. She was in a nursing uh, program where if she stopped where she was, which she'd have to do to get the shot, she'd have to repeat like a whole year and go get another job without a nursing degree. I said, don't take the shot. Don't take it. You're too young. Don't take it. And I wrote that to her because I couldn't say it on the air at the time. We were only allowed, per the corporate decree, we had to have a mainstream media source and they lied to. And she held out and she held out. I don't know what she ultimately decided, but she kept emailing me kind of just, I guess, for moral support. I don't know if she's still out there listening. Hope you didn't take it. You were young. They knew. They fired you, got you fired for not taking a shot they knew damn well would damage your heart. Folks, is that homicidal? I think it is. I think it is. Here's what we need to know, okay? This is where we need to get in the heart of it. Was this just because all these people are expecting a cushy job at certain pharmaceutical companies when they leave their current government job? Is it just that? Is it just, hey, I'm going to get blackballed in my industry if I tell the truth about myocarditis killing people? hurting people, damaging their shot, their, their hearts? Or is this something else? See, Congress needs to get to the bottom of that. Is this, we're kind of into population reduction now at the CDC. That's our ethic. That's why we did it. We need to understand what drove this. And we need to root out everybody involved, including the doctors who had signed it, signed the warning that the shots called caused myocarditis. But they never published it on the system, including Dr. Dimitri, Daskalakis. Hey, if you're in Congress, you in Congress, you listen to me here. Have him. Call him. You knew. You wrote it. Good for you that you tried to warn people. Tell me, were you stopped from sending out the warning that the shot caused myocarditis? Did they stop you? Who stopped you? Let's haul them in. Would their boss say, let's find out who the homicidal maniacs are inside the CDC? We need to know this because they will do this again. They are probably doing it with other medical products that can kill you. What secrets about what kills Americans reside inside the CDC because they are homicidal? If you're a doctor right now, you need to start doing your own research. Listen when your well-researched patients, your talk radio listening patients come in and say, hey, listen, this shot will hurt you. This medical product will hurt you. Do not laugh at them. They were right. You're the doctor. They were the patient. You were wrong. A lot of you. Every time I talk about this, people talk about their doctor, laughing at them, making fun of them. Every doctor was wrong. And folks, if somebody has a medical degree, that means nothing anymore. Not with a homicidal government. It doesn't. When you got a CDC, and folks, they're all, a lot of these people are good people. They're not bad people, these doctors, but they've been trained since medical school to believe the CDC, do whatever the CDC says. Well, the CDC is homicidal now. You need to do your own research. Listen to your patients. They probably know better than you do. At this point, this is, I mean, this is the chaos in America, but we need to find out what drove this again. I mean, the headline is just, it's a, it's a gut punch. CDC drafted alert for myocarditis and COVID-19 vaccines, but never sent it. Now, remember what happened after that? They had the world's foremost virologist censored by the FBI on social media for trying to warn you they were going to damage your heart. Knowing damn well they were right. 
could have saved lives, but they wanted people hurt, I guess. What's with our government? Okay, informal poll of the WRD listening audience. A lot of you get this. A lot of you get headaches when a storm's coming on. A lot of you have uh, your joints swell when a storm's coming on. So we're going to have like the rest of the week basically pretty much just rain. Warmer though, so that's nice. It'll get cold and rainy again toward the weekend. Texture rates. Uh, Tara, knowing that vaccines kill, North Carolina taxpayers are still paying for radio advertisements to kill themselves. Why? Is there taxpayer money being used in North Carolina? Samuel Link. Uh... Uh, let's see. Hey, Tara, this is a, I think there's an, act, but this looked really okay. Tara, um, as a proud military member, they were 100% holding our careers over our heads, talking about forcing them to get to shot. It didn't matter if you were a two-year veteran, 18-year veteran, or 20 years to retire. They were holding that against us to take the shot. Doubtful we will ever get VA, VA benefits for it. Um, and you know what was so pernicious about that? We now know two things, thanks to the Epoch Times. They got a hold of the internal documents on this. Israel warned them. That in particular, the shot gave myocarditis to young men. They damn well knew it, and they made the military get vaccinated. That's homicidal, folks. I am fascinated by this story, though, in one way, and that's this. Inside the CDC, two doctors, only one is named on the the thing, but two doctors actually drafted a warning, drafted a warning that said the COVID vax gives you myocarditis, damages your heart. Again, you get myocarditis, 50% are dead within a decade from it, okay? And a Dr. Dimitri Daskalakis wrote it. Somebody knew. Sounds like he intended to help. I'm dying to know his story. Was this a desperate bid to warn the public? Was he told to do it? Who, uh, Who had him write it? And why did they ultimately decide not to send it? And again, when I say send it, there is a health alert system that the CDC uses that would have alerted doctors, would have alerted everyone. They didn't send it, but they wrote it. It's just, it's just jaw-dropping. Text writes, Tara, what source can I show um, my doc to prove the C- what the CDC has done? I'll send you a source in mid. Just Epoch Times. Just look it up, myocarditis, e- Epoch Times, um, in, the, in the warning, and you could read it. And by the way, there is a link to the actual warning so the doctor could read it for himself. He doesn't have to take the Epoch Times word for it. It's a real journalistic coup to get it. Uh, Texter writes, hey, Tira. Um, uh, Big D says, hey, Big D, good morning. I was fortunate within two weeks of each other, my family doctor, my gastroenterologist, something, all called me and said under no circumstances could I take COVID shots. Good. Uh, Texter rates, the corruption involved here is so big, we'll never be told why. But if we start talking about taxation, legitimacy, legitimacy of the 16th in response to the COVID uh, debacle, it'll, stop, it'll spark positive changes. Here's the thing. We need to know who was owned by Big Pharma. That is why Congress has got to find out why they lied to us. Why did they withhold the information after they had drafted this warning that myocarditis is caused by those shots? Why did they do that? And then why, knowing that, did the CDC have the FBI censor? We know for a fact they did. 
from the Twitter documents, the, the Twitter files, which were released by Elon Musk. And we also know for a fact they did in the federal court case, Missouri v. Biden. So it is not debatable whether they censored. They did. I mean, actually, the court case has worked its way all the way up to the Supreme Court, but the FBI censored for the CDC. If you said the shot caused, caused myocarditis, you were taken down, world's foremost virologist. So they knew it was true. They knew they could save young lives, and they censored it. Again, I got to know. We got to know. Was that because they were getting paid off by the pharmaceutical companies? Was it fear of pharmaceutical companies? They just didn't care if their fellow Americans died? Or are they homicidal? Are they Honestly, are they actively homicidal? They thought they'd get the biggest kill they could. It's one of the two. We need to find out which it is because if it's number two in particular, they will do it again. And if it's number one, we need to remove the people who are beholden to these pharmaceutical companies because they're going to do this again. Texter writes, the military is begging soldiers who refuse the shot to return to the army. This is one of the reasons I was telling Crash over the weekend, we, we do not join the military. We do. We, he, he, he said again he wants to do it. His dad's a big hero to him because his dad's a Marine. And we had to talk about how it's not the same now. But if you have that calling, then you need to find a way to protect patriots. Find a red area, join a police, uh, red estate, reddest county, reddest city you can find. Nobody else deserves your sacrifice. They just don't anymore. That's where we are in America. Texter writes, um, all the proof we needed is when the FDA black labeled the J&J clot shot. And that's kind of the weird part that they admitted the clots in the J&J shot. The federal government did. But this was, was covered up. Texture writes, uh, Tara, I call them my barometric headaches when the weather changed. Yeah, so at anyway, a quarter of you uh, either know the storm is coming in your knees. So that means a lot of people out there with arthritis right now know the storm's coming without checking the weather. Uh, and then, um, or they get headaches. My son had a headache last night. He's saying, why do I have a headache all of a sudden? I think, this, I think the storm's coming in. Texture writes, Tara, why wouldn't Trump pick DeSantis? Seems like a great backstop to a conviction. I think so, too. All right, you can convict me, but you're getting this guy. Who is actually worse when you look at what he's done in Florida? I mean, again, the only state in the nation to ban central bank digital currency. That's the system we got to worry about. It's illegal in Florida. We're all going to live there. So we have to live under it. And this will mess up their whole program. That's why I'd put DeSantis right there if I were him. Okay, you send me to prison, but then you get this guy. Good luck. DeSantis wasn't the killer we wanted him to be on the campaign trail. But he's an absolute killer the way that he legislates. He's turned the Florida legislature into a printing press. And it's amazing what they have accomplished. Uh, Texter writes, um, Tara, Nikki Haley won't make it to South Carolina. She will drop out tonight. Let's hope. Let's hope. Texter writes, hey, Tara, incoming weather triggers my wife's migraines. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Tara, that's crazy because I woke up with a headache last night and I don't normally get headaches. Yeah, big storm coming in. Big pressure system. That's going to last for days. Uh, texture rates. Uh, it's depopulation. We got to find out where is this coming from? Where is this coming from inside the CDC? Who is the homicidal head of the CDC that has pushed this? And here's the thing. Haul in Rochelle Walensky. Because here's the craziest part. They knew since at least May that this shot caused myocarditis, they started to warn us they were going to put out a warning on the system. And they stopped. They stopped. And then they censored people who tried to warn you. Why? Why do that? Why do that? I want to hear from Rochelle Walensky. Did you know about this warning? 
when the Israeli government warned us, hey, if you give this, we know because we started early vaccinating, if you give this shot to young people, it really causes myocarditis in the young. That's who's most at risk for some reason. Do you know that? When do you know, Rochelle? And you know what's even more pernicious? You could actually justify this in a weird way if you're like, well, there will be some myocarditis, but hey, the shot stops the spread, right? Got to stop spread. People are dying. Okay. But they knew damn well it didn't stop the spread. And they lied about that too. Remember? They were literally on television claiming it was 96% effective to stop the spread as their internal documents were leaking out. They're emailing each other admitting it doesn't work at all. Got as much likelihood in a vaccinated versus an unvaccinated person of catching COVID. In fact, the vaccinated were slightly more likely to get it. Which is why I think they did it. I think they were trying to up the COVID cases. I think they were trying to get the maximum level of infection and death. That's what I think. We got to get to the bottom of this. We have to understand why this happened because it will happen again. Folks, you got to understand something right now. They have signed on. This is not the end. They have signed on to mRNA shots. They want next year's flu shot to be a combo COVID mRNA shots. You've got to take the COVID shot. It doesn't matter. Flu, COVID, whatever. mRNA causes myocarditis. We know that now. Do not let your doctor give you an mRNA shot. You're going to have to start asking. If you go get the flu shot every year, this was the last normal year for the flu shot. Next year, it's going to be the myocarditis shot. You got to ask. Do not let them put a myocarditis shot in your arm. Do not let them put an mRNA shot in your arm. Don't do that. Don't think, well, I always get the flu shot. It's not going to be the same going forward. They're, they're still trying to get this in your arm, knowing it hurts your heart. I guess I just, I, I just, I can't, I, I guess I'm weird. I don't know. I couldn't do that to a fellow human being and live with myself. But I, I guess I'm, I'm unusual. You ever have something you got to click on? You don't want to click on it. You are on your way to do something like for work online, but then you see it, you've got to click on it. I had to click on this because I thought I must be misunderstanding the headline here. And here's the headline. Teens order pizza to vacant South Carolina apartment, then shoot and kill the delivery driver. So like a trap? Two South Carolina Democrat voters are accused of ordering, because we're going to call criminals what they are, so we're going to look at them like the Democrats do. Two South Carolina Democrat voters, or future Democrat voters who happen to be teenagers, ordered a pizza to a vacant apartment where they were lying in wait and then shot and killed the delivery driver for fun. Police chief said 18-year-old Democrat voter Trevor Harris and 17-year-old male relative uh, are were arrested on charges of murder, attempted armed robbery, criminal conspiracy, possession of a weapon during a violent crime. I had to find out who this guy was. I went and looked up his obituary. Sweet guy. Loved animals. Loved by his family. He was 48. Uh, name Christopher Shira. He's just trying to make a little bit of extra money survive by inflation. This is his second job. They killed him. Just wow. Can't imagine the mentality there.
Mama must be proud. Unless she herself is in prison. Good gosh. All right. That was our Democrat Democratic voter update for the day. Uh, texture writes, Glenn Beck was uh, recommending Ron DeSantis be the U.S. Attorney General. Maybe I w- we you know what we need to do. Dick Morris is right. Trump could replace or call for the replacement of Rana. We, we need to get her out of there. She is going to sabotage another election. I think that's what she does. I think she sabotages the election. She, by the way, is Mitt Romney's niece. Do you know she inherited a 6,000-strong canvassing organization at the RNC and systematically dismantled it? Charlie Kirk was on Twitter yesterday begging her to hire 1,500. We had 6,000. Folks, we are going to get curb stomped by the Democrats with this woman in place. Trump's good. I know he endorsed her. Trump's got to go in and fix this mess or he is just going to absolutely get curb stomped. This is a disaster. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.